What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Scratch Agency Podcast, hosted by Scratch Agents for Scratch Agents. My name is Stephen Turnbull, founder of T5 Insurance Services in Clinton, New York, and I am joined by my co-host today. You already know, hold your applause, the one and only Mr. Sean Fitzgerald, founder of LAF Advisors in Long Island, New York. Sean, what's going on? Dude, a whole bunch of stuff. Working on my my 25 cold calls. I tried to knock out almost 10 of them right before this uh, right before mm. this call. But um, we got We got to talk about what's going on in our Telegram. Yeah, Tell us for about sure. that a little bit before we hop into the uh, discussion with Andrew. Yeah, we're gonna jump on uh, this topic real quick before we bring our next guest. We got something exciting for the listeners. So we uh, about a month ago created a Telegram for anybody that doesn't know about a Telegram. It is just a big group chat. We've got about 25 people in there and it's been really cool a lot of value uh, scratch agents just talking about everyday questions everyday struggles that we all face and uh, we had some uh, people ask if we could ever do kind of like a webinar or something on a particular topic uh, so what we're going to be doing is november 29th at noon eastern standard time we're going to have a zoom call and brett young from urban young is going to join us to talk about uh annual agency planning goal planning as a scratch agent whatever all of that good stuff so what you got to do is is either dm sean or i or uh email us i think i think the email is on the show notes sean sean can put it yeah. in there whatever uh so that we can get you that zoom link but again november 29th at noon we're gonna have brett young come on from urban young he's going to talk to us about annual agency planning goal planning for yourself uh, as we look forward to this new year but it, it should be exciting i don't know sean it's been pretty cool uh, we got i think like uh, 26 people in there or 28 people whatever but it's been a cool yeah, experience. great conversation so make sure uh, make sure you go to uh scratch click join the community it'll get you the telegram link right there but no more wasting time. We got a, a spectacular guest for you today uh, and super excited. I met this individual in Chicago at IAOA. Uh, we were able to have some lunch together and share some conversation. And it was, uh, it was a great conversation. So I'm looking forward to learning more about him. And it's my pleasure to welcome Andrew Tugular. How'd I do, Andrew? Tugular? Pretty good. Pretty close. Tugular. Tugular. Okay. Yeah. We, we practiced that, folks, for about eight times before we started. <laughs> yeah. I said I was going to mess it up. But uh, Andrew is the owner of Next Level Insurance based in Woodbury, Minnesota. So Andrew T, how you doing today, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> I, still, I knew I was going to butcher it. My bad. Man. <laughs> all good. All good. Yeah, it's not an easy lose, one. I'm going to lose sleep over that tonight, just so you know. <laughs> um, but let's jump into it, man. Introduce yourself to the listeners, and then we'll get into all the scratch stuff. Tell us about yourself, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, in Woodbury, Minnesota. So grew up, born and raised in Minnesota. Um, I started my agency about four years ago. Um, so, you know, I went to college finance. I didn't really grow up in the insurance space or anything like that. I kind of just stumbled upon insurance. Um, you know, there was one point in my life where I got laid off from a sales job and I was sitting there unemployed basically looking for a job um so i ended up getting a job with a captive agency um liberty mutual i don't know i could probably be specific on that oh yeah yep. um yeah so i just got i got a job with them it looked like a a really good opportunity it was they had a really good uh sales training program that i went through and that was really intriguing to me because i worked prior sales jobs um and I just didn't have any formal training. I was kind of just thrown right into it. Like, here's a phone, here's a phone book and just start, 
you know, dialing numbers. So that was really mm-hmm. intriguing to me and just getting to learn the insurance business from, you know, a captive agency like that. Like, I think it's a big benefit to start with a company like that, that has a really good training program. So I ended up working there, um, for three years, started as a, a sales associate. So they have a program where you start as a sales associate and you work underneath an agent. I don't know if they still have this or not, but, um, so it really provides you the opportunity to like learn the ropes and learn the business. Um, so I did that for two years, worked under a really successful agent there. And then, um, kind of broke off and did my own thing within Liberty for, um, I say probably about a year I did it. Um, so I kind of ran my own book of business, my own agency. And then I finally kind of just came to the realization that, you know, the independent agent model was just like a much better fit for what I was looking for. Um, it's just a, you know, Liberty Mutual, like their business model, I'm, I, I'm not like bashing it or anything. It's a really good fit for a lot of people. But for me when, and what I was looking for, you know, my vision for my future life and, and things like that, like being an independent agent and starting my own agency is, is, uh, it's a much better fit for what I was looking for. So yeah, started, made the jump in, uh, October, 2019, um, you know, like five months after my first kid was born. Um, (laughs) and yeah, started scratch, started from zero customers and here we are just crossed the four year mark. So, uh, congratulations. Thanks. Appreciate it. I love yeah. that, man. It's a journey. It's a journey, especially with kids. But yeah. there's a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. You said you stumbled into insurance. Like, how did you find out about it? Was it just like being on Google and searching stuff? Was it talking to somebody? Like, that's how, it. How like, literally, like, um, you know, when I first started right out of college, I was more in like corporate America. Like, I was a financial analyst, and I worked yeah. that role. And like that, that's the path that I really wanted to take when I first graduated was like to get into the finance world and like eventually become like a banker and kind of live that mm-hmm. life. Um, yeah. I, I did that for like three or four years and I realized that that really wasn't a good fit for me either. Just, you know, the corporate America climbing the corporate ladder. Cause as millennials, like you guys know how it is. Like we were always taught, at least I was like, go to college, get a degree, get a Mm. good job, like Mm -hmm. save up in your 401k, move up the corporate ladder. Yeah. And that's like, that's what I ended up doing right away. And I, like I said, I did that for three or four years and I just realized that it just wasn't for me. I was like, I can't, you know, if I want to make a significant amount of money, like I have to work here a really, really long time. And that's not, it's not guaranteed that I'm going to make a significant amount of money. So, you know, I just wanted to take control of my destiny. You know, I've always had, I've always been more entrepreneurial. Um, so, you know, I kind of, it was either I start a business or I get into sales. So I got a sales job, completely different career. Um, and like I said, I did that for a year. And yeah, when I stumbled upon insurance, it was literally like I needed a job. And I was like, I was literally on Indeed, on that just looking yeah. for jobs. <laughs> and like insurance just kept coming up. Like, I interviewed with like State Farm and Farmers and a couple other different places and ended up just getting a job with Liberty. So yeah, I just, that's how I got into insurance. And Andrew with, so when you're in, so you're at Liberty, one of the things that stuck out to me, I think you said you were working under like a large agent at one point and then you broke off and went on your own within Liberty. I'm just, you know, I love these types of conversations. Like why did you want to break off? 
from him? Was it just like your entrepreneurial spirit? Did you not like the culture? Like, I'm just curious what, what that was all like. Yeah. So, I mean, I was still in the same, the same office. Okay. It was just more, yeah, it was just a better opportunity for, for growth. Like I was very, gotcha. it's very limited, like that program when you, yeah. you know, working under an agent, it, like it was very limited and mm, that okay. that's the, that's kind of the career path that they create. Like you start off as yeah. a sales associate and then eventually like, that's the goal. Gotcha. Like you break off on your own and start your own agency. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, so let's, let's dive into next level. And yeah. I want to go, I want to go way back. I want to go, Hey, I, I think I'm going to do this in, in, in the conversations. One of, one of my favorite parts about the podcasting world is the opportunity to, you know, be able to relate with someone. And I'm sure whether it's someone that's going to be listening to this when it comes out or someone listening to this at some point can relate with the feeling that the three of us have had of like, Oh, Holy shit, I'm going to do this. Right. And the, what, like, the, the, like you said, five months you with your new baby and like all these things. And I was right before my wedding and Sean's got two kids and there's never going to be that perfect magical time, but you stop and you say, I got to do this for myself. And you taste that, take that risk. Bring us back to those days, the, the planning for the agency, what that looked like. Let's go, you know, back to that and, and, and talk, talk through that and work our way up to today. Yeah, no, I mean, looking back, it was, it was a crazy time. Just like my son was born end of April, my wife, she, um, she was her company that she was working at got bought out. So for like the year prior, she got a big severance for like, you know, and so she wasn't working for like a year. So I was really, you know, she knew that I wanted to start my own agency and she was really supportive. So like having a supportive spouse was extremely important in all of this. Yeah. And so really we're, she was starting her new job September 1st. And that's kind of when it was like, all right, we need the health benefits. We, we just had a baby. Like we need all that stuff. So let's wait until you start the new job. She had to go, you know, she didn't, we didn't end up getting benefits until like 30 days after she started. So that's why I started October 1st. Um, and really it was, yeah, she was extremely supportive. I was confident in my ability to be successful because at the end of the day, I was already doing, you know, the same exact job it's just a different company and a different model. But at the end of the day, it's still insurance and you're still selling insurance. So I was confident in my ability to be able to, you know, be able to get policies on the books and get in front of people and, and write business. And yeah, I mean, it's nerve wracking. Like every month you're literally starting at zero. Like if you don't sell a policy, you're not eating. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's really motivating. So you know, on those days, it was literally like, it was very simple. It was like, I need to quote at least two to three people every day. Cause I knew if I quoted two to three every day, minimum of two, that I was probably going to close one of them at the time, you know, my closing ratio. Yeah. Probably around 50%. So mm -hmm. that's really all I focused. Like I kept it really simple. It was like me, my Raider, my phone, and I was just doing what I could just to get in front of people to quote. And I just did that consistently day in and day out. And you build this thing brick by brick, like every day, it's like, okay, what can I do to move the needle a little bit more? What can I do to move the ball a little further down the field? And yeah. that's what I did. Like, I, I think it's really easy, you know, to get shiny object syndrome these days. Like there's so many 
awesome new technology and software and all this stuff that I have in my agency now. Um, but like at the beginning, like I didn't have all this fancy stuff. Like it was literally just all I was focused on was the next sale. Like, how can I get someone to agree for me to quote their insurance? And I did that just for the first like two years, like every single day, just super consistent. And you look back and it's like, dang, this is awesome. Like what I've built. Mm. Yeah. How did you, how'd you generate some of that business in the, in the early days, Andrew? Was it, was it buying leads, cold calling? What did that whole setup look like for you? Yeah. Early, early days. Yeah, I was, I was buying leads. I was doing a lot of cold calling. Like I would, uh, cold X dates. I think they're still around, right? Like I don't use them anymore, but like I literally just bought like huge lists of, of cold X dates and I would try to make like a hundred phone calls a day. Like, cause if you, I'm pretty sure it was like, I would make a hundred phone calls and I would get like one person or two, maybe one or two people to like, let me quote their insurance. So yeah. if I didn't have anything coming in, um, you know, from like just referrals and things like that, which in the early days, it's a lot less, you get a lot less inbound yeah. then than I do now. So it was like all outbound, a lot of cold calling, um, internet leads. I did a lot of like, I should do this now. I was just thinking about this the other day, but I did a lot of like Facebook giveaways where I would run like a a giveaway where I give away like Minnesota wild tickets mm-hmm. and people would enter the giveaway. And then I would reach out to them and be like, Hey, if you, if you want to get a quote with us or you agree to get, agree to get a quote with us, you'll get like 10 more entries into the drawing. And I ended up generating quite a bit of business from just doing that. Um, and that's something I learned from Liberty, like one of the a really successful agent at Liberty Mutual. That's what he did a lot. So I did a lot of those and I need to get, back to doing those these days because i think they can still be effective maverick's the man with that stuff yeah maverick does do a great job with that um so okay so walk us through the journey so you know you said the the early days you're four years now but the early days you're just dialing writing policies like that like head down that's what it's at what point because i the, the reason i ask is i think this stage is different for every single scratch agency owner at what point was it like, okay, I'm going to be all right here. I've got something here where we're, I'm feeling a little bit of breath. You know, I've got a business here. It doesn't maybe just feel like the hobby that I'm just grinding out every single day, all day long. At what point did you kind of feel that for you? And what do you think was the momentum shift there for you? Yeah, I would say maybe after the second year, like right around there, um, you know, when I had some renewals on the books where it's like, I would start mm-hmm. a new month and I still had the same new business goals that I had when I first started, but I wasn't starting from ground zero. I was like, all right, I have this, you know, X amount of renewals this month. So if I don't sell anything, at least I still, ha- I still have something come in. So yeah, I'd say around the two year mark, when you get like two years worth of renewals on the books is where I kind of felt a little more comfortable. Sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah. One of the things in just having this conversation with you that I'm very much admiring is your level of confidence. 
and what I and and I don't know if you've listened to past episodes. We had an episode with Kenny J, um, and he, 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 having the conversation with him. And like I said in the beginning, like I don't really know you too well. We met in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you jump on our weekly call now, and all that is good stuff. And we're starting to getting getting to know each other better. But one of the things that's just pouring out of me is like your level of confidence, and I absolutely love it. And I love the conversation between like you know the cocky confidence and the confidence of like. I'm doing this and I'm, I'm going to do it. And like you, you, you talked about, Hey, I, I knew my ability at Liberty. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just now doing it for myself. Can we, if, if you don't mind, can we dive into the mental side of Andrew with the confidence of, of believing yourself and knowing you can do that? And the reason that I asked that is because I know there's people listening to that, that are struggling with that right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially if you're a scratch agent and you're just starting in yourself and it's just you, the game is even that much harder if you don't have a team, if you don't have somebody to give you the high five, you know, whatever it is. And we all have supportive spouses that are the key to it, or we all have supportive friends that are great, but truly someone else there that gets it right. And it's, it's a lonely place. And we talk about that a lot. You know, yeah. what were through your point of being at zero to now at four years, what were some of the highs and lows and things that you learned along that way? Yeah. I mean, this game, as you guys know, it's a roller coaster. I mean, some, mm-hmm. Some weeks you're just crushing it and you're on top of you're on cloud nine. And then some weeks it's like you get skunked and you, you don't sell anything. It's like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Do I know what I'm doing? So, like, that, I may seem like I'm confident, but I definitely have those times where it's like, do I know what I'm doing? And that's just part of the journey. That's just entrepreneurship. But, yep. you know, one a big thing that I learned from, you know, an old manager, he always preached it. It was just it's simple. It's control your controllables. And I think that's just, that's really important, especially in these times in this hard market that we're seeing. It's like, we can't control the rates. We can't control the restrictions of all the, you know, all the carriers. We can't control carriers just shutting down new business or pulling out of states. We can't control that stuff. So there's no point in like stressing about it too much. Yeah, we know it's there, but we just can't control it. So, you know, what can we control? Well, we can control our mindset. Like we can control Mm. just being positive. We can control the action we take the amount of action. So yeah, right now close your closing ratio might be a lot lower. Well, guess what? You just quote more people. You just get in front of more people. You just talk to more people and that's something that we can control. So yeah, I think that's just, that's a big thing. Like you just, you gotta be able to control your controllables. But I think I think the difference and this is what I and this is what I'm picking up from you is the discipline of always being on and being confident in yourself that you can do the job. There's 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 the confidence of, well, I'm doing great because I just got 10 quotes today and I wrote them all and it's a good week. And, you know, and then next week, oh, but not so much. But if you're disciplined to like you said, yeah, market sucks. The close ratios not as good as it was, but I just needed to write more business instead of sitting there saying, oh, woe is me. Uh, when is this going to get better? Even right. though I can't control it, you know that I I so much admire that 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 outlook that you have there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I so think complacent complacency kills, right? Yeah, hundred well, I mean, percent. Especially when you're growing a scratch agency, you can't have any complacency. Yep. So take us right. to, talk to us about next level right now. First off, I want to know about the name. What's the story behind the name? Because I love the name. There's not honestly. There's not a huge story behind it. Like it was just. I'll just brainstorm in names and I came up with next level insurance. Like I don't have any cool story behind it, unfortunately. 
So you could have just made one up, and I would have believed. I know, I know. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for one, with one. <laughs> but so, what's the agency look like now? What do you focus on? You know, what's the team look like, and and uh, what's it look like today? Yeah, so it's still um, it's me, and I have a virtual assistant that helps with a lot of service work and and things like that. I'm looking, I'm actively looking to bring on an in-house customer service rep. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's just me. I'm like, I'm probably 80, 80, 85% personal lines, the rest commercial. So I'm looking to move more into commercial insurance too, just with the hard market. And like, it's just kind of, I feel like a lot of the successful agencies and people are always preaching, like get into commercial, the riches are in the niches. So it's something that, that I'm looking to, to get into more commercial. So yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm plugging away. Like it's, this is a, this is a long game for me. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not growing like a crazy amount. Like, you know, some agencies out there, I'm, I'm very consistent. Like I try to, Honestly, I try to write like thirty to fifty thousand dollars in in premium per month, and I've been doing that the past four years, and just it's good. It just snowballs, and yeah. yeah, would I love to to write have you know go for hundred hundred fifty thousand dollar premium per month? Yeah, but I don't know. I just try to live more of a balanced life. Like I, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with my wife and kids. Like they're definitely my priority over everything. Like spending quality time with them definitely is a much more priority than business. It's like I spend time with my kids in the morning, they go to school and daycare. And then like they get home at like four 30 and I just, I shut it down. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to work anymore. It's like, I'm putting my, I'm, I'm a dad now. Like, so I, I put a lot of pride in that. Um, and then, you know, I prioritize like fitness too. That's important to me and just being healthy. Um, you know, I, I put that in front of the business as well. So like, business is really, really important to me, but I also want to live a balanced life and, and, you know, live different aspects of my life. So, you know, what I've learned is like a lot of really high producing agents, at least on the personal line side, like that are writing a hundred, 150,000 a month. Like a lot of them are just, it's a lot of policies, right. And it's a lot of time that you have to spend in the office. And, you know, if you're writing that much, you're probably in the office till, till really late at night. So I, it's just something that I don't necessarily want to do at this point in my life. Like just work the 80, 90 hours a week. Like I just don't. So, you know, just try to balance. Yeah. I love the fact that you know that like that you've just, that you've just decided this is what I want. I'm okay with this and this is how I'm going to do it. Cause it sounds easy. Yeah, I would argue a lot of people battle with that conversation in their head. Like, what do they want? Should I spend more time with the family? Should I spend more time with the business? What's right? I don't know. And they get confused and they get frustrated and (laughs) it winds up not being an enjoyable experience. Like the fact that you just so clearly laid out health's more important, family's more important than the business comes. So Mm -hmm. I spend time with my kids in the morning. I spend time with my kids at night. I work out. I watch my diet. And then the business comes next. Yeah. I just love that you have that clear vision. I don't think a lot of people have that. Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I just, it's a long game. Like as long, that's what I like just being doing those consistent things every day. And as long as I've done something during the day to, to get 1% better and 
yeah. all aspects of my life, then it's a successful day. So, so what was the uh, reason for bringing the VA on before an account manager, and, and when was that for you? Um, yeah, I brought her on. When was that? Like four months ago, four or five months ago. Um, it was mainly just you know, right now in this market, I find myself just we're doing a lot of remarkets. Sure. You know, I, I think everyone's kind of doing it. Um, so I, I try to stay proactive and, and doing a lot of that. And it's just, for me, I don't see my time the best spent just doing remarkets where, you know, mm -hmm. I can, I can train someone how to do that. Um, you know, the VAs do a really good job at, at doing stuff like that, where it's not, you're not customer facing. It's just kind of the back office work. So she's been, she's been really good and just, that's pretty much what she does, just like reshopping. So, you know, I do want to bring a customer, ser an account manager, a customer service rep in-house that is a little more customer facing, that'll answer the phones, that'll, you know, make the changes, make the endorsements, things like that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So how's that, that, how's that process looking right now, looking for that person? And what's the, what's the structure, you know, um, I'm just curious, like, I guess I'm, I'm curious, what's the value add for, uh, why they should come to next level, right? Like what are, like, is it a cut? Is it hybrid? You said it's going to be in person. Like, how, like, what do you envision for that first in-person team member? Cause I, I imagine it's going to be an adjustment going from you to, and I'm sure it was an adjustment to going from you to the VA. I experienced that, but then going from you to an in-house person, now you got the team, right? Yeah. Uh, with three people. So what, you know, what's the plans and how do you think that looks going forward? Yeah. I mean, a big thing for me is, I mean, honestly, I've, I've just had these past few years, I've kind of just had my head down, just building this thing. And now I'm looking up and it's like, I need to scale this thing. I, I, I'm like wearing all the hats and it's like, there's a million things to do every day. It's like, I get a call for a service, you know, someone needs to change a car and either needs their ID cards. And then someone calls in looking to get a quote. And then it's like, oh, I need to do accounting and, oh, I need to do this marketing thing. And then, oh, someone needs another quote. It's like, there's a million things coming at me every single day. And I think you guys feel that too. And a lot of people probably listening to this feel that. So I've gotten to a point where it's like, okay, I need to, I need to delegate. Like I need to, learn how to scale a business. I'm not just like an agent anymore. It's like, I need to, to hire team members. So, um, yeah, for me, it's, it's, uh, where was I going with that? <laughs> you know, well, I like just, what the next steps are like, what, what, yeah. what the next step looks like for you. Yeah. So yeah, the big thing for me is, is figuring out the best way to bring someone on and onboard yeah. them and train them. And I've gotten a lot of value from you guys and just, you know, talking with you guys and meeting with you, you know, and just learning what you're doing yeah. and your processes. Um, I, yeah, go ahead, Sean. I, would, I know. I was going to say, Stephen, would you agree? Like, I feel like one of the hardest parts about this business when you become an agency owner is like the learning curve of becoming, a, I don't want to say a leader, but, you know, of leading your team it's such a learning curve how to, you know, how to build the right culture, how to onboard somebody the right way in a unique way, how to communicate efficiently. Like these are like difficult things to learn and you got to surround yourself with the right people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I love about our group is like, you know, I read the saying, if you're at the head of the class, you're in the wrong class, mm -hmm. you know, 
And that's what I love about these groups and Brett Young and Louis Gazzatua, who always helps me. Like, I'm always just trying to surround myself with better people so I can learn from them on how to do the things I need to do. But, dude, leadership is hard, you know? Good, good, good artists borrow, great artists steal, right? I mean, there's so much opportunity to pick people's brains on different things. I would say, yeah. Sean, to your point, though, like uh, for scratch agents uh, specifically, like do the preparation now. We talked about the discipline yeah. of doing the things, like prepare for that person. When you totally. say, man, it would be great if I had Susie in the office to do this task, create a process for that task mm-hmm. right now. So that when, you know, Susie comes, you know what that looks like or, you know, whatever account manager, VA or whatever. And I mean, from my my experience, so I got a VA after just about a year, had her part time. She just went full time. But the 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 biggest benefit to me having the VA was not the VA actually doing the work. The biggest benefit was it forcing me to create the processes and procedures, forcing me to make sure that I'm creating the day for her so that she has a successful day and all you know and that and that it works for everybody so that that has been the biggest benefit because that there's there's no option but to do it right um and 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 i've told this story all the time on the podcast the number one thing crawley said to me when i first started i think even before i had an agency number was document 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 i mean he drilled that in me every time we talked and i here i am like oh i got it I got like 18 Google Docs. I got things documented. We're good. And then I get the first VA. I'm like, oh my God, I am <laughs> yeah. so far behind. Like, so like yeah. that's what I would say is like, Sean, you talk about like, you know, morphing to a leader or just, you know, building that team is like, get ahead I, of that stuff. Yeah. I would tell you too. Uh, and Brett told me this the other day, which I thought was really, again, it might seem like a simple thing, but maybe we don't always think about it is if you're hiring <clears throat> if you're hiring this new person or delegating tasks to somebody else don't just do it to give that give it to them do it because it's going to free you up to mm-hmm. do other tasks that'll help grow the agency so like Andrew in your case you'll have a CSR that you can help that handles you know the phone calls that you can have them remarket and do renewals and stuff this way it frees you up time to work more on the commercial stuff you right. know what i mean right so yeah that's a big thing so like now i'm starting to do the training videos like you guys are doing and like yeah you know and i wish i would have done that earlier but it's it's it really is it's now forcing me to do that because now i'm i've stepped it's a totally different aspect of just running a business so yeah that's what i'm i'm getting into now yeah one thing that's been super helpful with that too andrew i wanted to add so when you do the video showing the process and whatnot and we've talked about role playing right Role-playing, I find, to be one of the most efficient. So what I'll do is I'll have the process on how to quote with a certain carrier, right? But then when I do the role-play, I'll get on the Zoom call with the, with the VA or the CSR, whoever it is, right? And record the Zoom call as a training session. And we'll say, all right, Anna, you go ahead, quote this, you know, share your screen and go through this quote with me. And she'll go from start to finish and I'll make a job. Oh, you know, you just change this over there, do this a little bit different. And this way, it's like a recorded training session that other people can also see in the future. So that's awesome. I just wanted to add in there that I that I found to be super helpful. Yeah, definitely. Well, then that, that way, the process is created. Yeah, right there. You know, yeah. Andrew, what what does what does the future look like for next? You know, next, like what what I think I would venture to say from everybody that I remember having on the podcast, you seem to have the clear vision of kind of what. Like, like, you know, you said, like, 
going back to the thing about hey my family's important i love that because you know what else because you know what all we do is on this show is talk about the long hours and the mm-hmm. sacrifice and this and that and no you're like no my family's more important my health is important then i worry about the business and and that. like i know my goals i know how to be consistent with the discipline like what does it look like for you next what's those next steps look like yeah i mean for me it's 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 scaling so um yeah like i said i'm looking to bring an account manager on now what i see in the future i see myself eventually getting out of like the sales process like getting out of quoting and binding where i can work on the business instead of in the business Hmm. you know where i can work more on hiring and and the technology and the processes and kind of like what we're all trying to get to. I think a lot of people have that goal of getting to that point. So that's kind of where I envision myself is running more as the CEO of a company where, you know, and I'm out networking and just generating leads and be able to feed leads to producers and be able to get a well-oiled machine going. Um, you know, right now is kind of like the personal lines. Like I want to get that personal lines department, like a well-oiled machine. I want to get the CSR, the account manager going, and then eventually bring on a producer. So if I get any personal lines leads, it's like, I'm just feeding them right to the producer. And then I can focus more on commercial and getting that side of the business up and running and then just working on the operations of the business too. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a. Uh, I look at it as like, you know, this business is like a machine and I, right now it's like, I built it, I'm operating it. And now I want to bring people in to kind of operate it for me. And then I can figure out how to run this machine more efficient and like add different parts to it and like grow it even bigger. So that's kind of where I see the, the future. What, what over the last four years has been the biggest struggle for you that you didn't foresee? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I would say like I've ran it, ran the agency like by myself for a really long time. I feel like like I've been wearing all my hats. Like I feel like I've I've definitely grew at a pace probably slower than most. Um, so you know, at the first like the first year, two years, like it was literally just like all I had to focus on was sales because like, I didn't really have a whole lot of service. I didn't really have, you know, other aspects of the business. It was like, dude, just all we have to do is just grow this book, just get policies on the book. So now at this point, it's like, like I said before, it's really, it's, it's busy. Like I'm wearing all the hats and like, Mm -hmm. I I'm just reacting to a million different things. So it's, it can be difficult to stay focused on one task during the day when yeah. you just have your, you start, you kind of react and your, your phone's ringing, your email's going off. And so I think just being able to stay organized and like stay focused has sometimes it's a struggle and you get caught up and you're like, Oh, I feel That's like I'm point. in a good spot. And then all of a sudden, like another avalanche comes and you end up getting buried again with work. And then you're fine. You're digging your way out. And then it's like, all right, I'm good. I'm out of this thing. And then it's just like, it's a constant battle. So, yeah, I'd say just, uh, yeah, trying to just stay on, stay on course, which, I mean, that's the journey. I mean, it's the journey. It's like there's ups and downs. And you just, as long as you're moving forward, you're pushing forward, then then you're in a good spot. Mm. 
Yeah. That sounds familiar, Sean. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point of just stuff. Just I just did a video on this the other day. Like stuff, will, it doesn't matter how good you time block. Stuff is just going to get thrown at you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I literally had this conversation with my producer the other day. Oh, I'm going to time block every day, one hour for cold calling. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to take any calls or answer any emails unless there's a major fire. The first day. I blocked an hour out. I got like four or five different fires. I had to stop like 30 minutes into the, to, you know, what I time blocked for. And I'm just like, this is a perfect example of, you know, just getting a wrench thrown into your plans. Yeah. On it's hard, <laughs> man. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> and it's it. You got to figure out like a way. I think like as you grow and get busier, you're probably at that point. Cause you're, what is your four or five years in like, you got to just start eliminating certain distractions, you know? Am I scrolling on social media too much? Right. I was talking about that the other day. Am I watching too much Netflix? Am I, you know, I, I used to play video games before I, know, I opened a Scratch Agency. <laughs> I haven't touched a video game in years. <laughs> Same. But you got to fit, you know, you know what I'm saying? So you got to figure out a way, like, what are those distractions? And you got to eliminate them if you want to yeah. grow to a certain point, you know? You got to be, you got to find how to be really efficient with your time. Like, yeah, yeah, there's so many distractions and way to, and ways to waste time. So like, you got to be yep. very intentional with your time. So, and it can be a challenge. Like it could be on your calendar, but you still have to execute it. You can talk about it. You still have to execute it. And the executions, that's the hard part. <laughs> I mean, to do it day in and day out. So, you know, some days you might be really good at your daily routine, your morning routine, maybe a week. And then like the next week you might be really bad, but just, you can't. You got to try not to, if you have a, a week where you're not maybe doing your daily routine, like you would want to just don't let it roll into the next week. Just, yeah. you know, stop it right there and then get back on track the next week. Don't let it snowball. Right. Yep. You got to be disciplined with that. Yep. Well, Andrew, thank you very much for joining us. We end the show with the same question. If you had to go back tomorrow morning, you start over at zero. What is one thing that first comes to mind that you would do differently that you've done over the last four years? Differently. Um, I would probably start starting commercial a little earlier, you know, like from <laughs> when I first started out, like I was strictly like, I was just going right after personal lines. Um, you know, these days I, I'd probably pick a niche, pick a commercial niche and just become a master within that niche and just go after it. Um, I mean, that's what, that's what I would do, but yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways to be successful in this business. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about getting in front of people, you know, getting them to get, getting their permission to quote their insurance and just, and, and moving forward. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it, especially those scratch agents. We know how valuable your time is. So thank you very much for, for taking the time to join us. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to reach out, something you said they want to talk more about? Yeah, I'd say Facebook or Instagram, Andrew Tukular. Next. Tukular. Everyone Tukular, hear that? Tukular. Yep. Yes, sir. There you go. I'm going to be saying that in my sleep. Everybody, that's another episode of the Scratch Agency Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Do us a favor. Like the show, share the show, and subscribe. Most importantly, remember to dig down deep and believe in yourself and own your own future. We'll see you next week. Take care.